Hello again, beloveds. Happy New Year. Um, actually, yeah, I think by the time you hear this, it'll be New Year, pretty much. Um, I know this is another weird opening for you guys. We're going to get to the fun opening that we always do uh, in a second, but it's another Really Riley Rewind, and I thought the perfect way to close out the year was with the podcast that restarted it all. Um, I admit I have not gone back and listened to this particular one at all just because it was, I want to say semi-painful to do, but I felt like being that it is the dawn of a new year and all these new opportunities, even though I don't do New Year's Eve resolutions, I did, I don't want to say resolve, but I did promise myself to try and leave a lot of the trauma, a lot of the anger in 2023. So I brought my hub in, in here with me to do, I don't know, just a little bit of a New Year's Eve new portion of this podcast. Um, and I do want, I want to do a little high-low, Marshall. Like what was the high of the year and the low? Um, because it's been a fucking doozy. 2023 was a shit show. A circus of roller coasters with all the clowns and all of the things attached to it. And I don't want to say it was a complete went went year because it wasn't. There were so many highs, so many fucking lows. Um, and I learned more about myself than I ever have, ever. And I think that that is saying a lot being a mother and a wife now and having gone through as much as I have in my life, um, it kind of makes me like a little misty to think about it because this was a year that I lost myself completely, found myself again, sat somewhere in the middle, and some in some spaces went even further backwards than I had ever. So, whew, 2023 was a fun one, man. Um, but I have a feeling that it was all the groundwork to all the things that are to come because I ain't scared of shit now. <laughs> oh, I know it's a setup. Yeah, you've been saying that to me since jump and I've been smacking you away, um, and not wanting to not 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 wanting to believe it but i've been in this funky era of like honoring my feelings for what they really are and feeling it and going through it like there's this tiktok don't make fun of me um with angelina Jolie, and somebody asked her like um what do you do when you're going through rough times because obviously she's been through it with fucking brad pitt and all that like you know messiness there and she's like you just gotta go through it you just gotta feel every inch of it you have to feel all of it and i think i wasn't feeling for a while so now, in 2023, all of my emotions are coming out my eyeballs and out my mouth and out my, you know, pores. Um, but I want to, I, I am breathing a sigh of relief of that. Like, if this test of a year didn't kill me, fucking nothing will. Fucking nothing. And all of the people that I thought were the thing that broke me, nah, playa. <laughs> nah, huh? Nah, did shoe fly don't bother me. Um, so before we get into the high lows and before we get into the rewind of the podcast, um, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, husband. Um, we got rocked this year, you and I, and our marriage was tested harder than it ever had been before. We'd be bullshitting if we didn't say it. What it, it, that wasn't true. Because we can't not be real here on Really Riley. Can't not. That's a dumb, whatever. Like, yeah. But thank you, thank you, thank you for always being the one that said keep your fucking shoes tied. <laughs> nothing, nothing is breaking this family, especially not that. So. Nothing will. I don't know. I'm very, I'm very proud of you because I think that going through a lot of everything this year and feeling everything, I don't think that you saw the other side of that. No. 
So to be in a place now where you can kind of start slowly taking in and digesting all that and mm-hmm. then see the lessons for it, you know, that's that's why I think 2024 is going to be, you know, a big year in terms of building on that. Because if you gave anyone anything, you know, if they want like a perfect body or you gave them a million dollars and they've never had that much money before, if they haven't gone through the steps and the lessons and the hardships and all the bullshit to learn how to not only just maintain that, but to grow it, they're going to lose it all. Mm. So this was that year. Yeah. I mean, it's like in the gym, we always talk about like, you have to break down the muscles before it'll get strong before your, before your booty gets all that peachiness. You really do have to break the fuck out of it to get it to grow. So who did I ever get a peach this year? Um, and I think for us too, because we always had talked about before we got married that we'd been through a lifetime and shit that we ever not know what was ahead of us. But I do know that going into 2024, that I always said before that like they can, whoo, okay. That they can take anything from me, but the talent stays here. And I think I said that before, but I didn't know how much I would have to relearn and believe it. Um, And I did really fucking learn that no matter what you take from me, no station call letters, no stage name, no listenership, no anything, that I fucking got this. That we fucking got this. So, um... I'm gonna make you go first for the high lows because I'm fucking up my eyelashes right now. Blech. And it's okay if you have a couple. What was your... What do you want to go first, high or low? Probably high. Okay, what was your high? I think that was the little beach trip. With, yeah, that was good. With the boys, you know. I was... Um, what town was that again? <laughs> in August. No, what town? Oh, town... Um, Solomon's. There we go. So cute. Like, I, it was... A trip that we hadn't planned on doing because obviously money was different this year, but we had a friend give us a chunk for our wedding that we put away and we're like, let's save this for a rainy day, you know? And was it the smartest? We were like, oh, should we do it? Da, da, da. But we'd always said we wanted to be a family that takes like one seasonal trip every year and you found this perfect little cottage and it was like we were really scared that Malin was going to be a nightmare and like we don't like paying money to be miserable. You know, that's not our thing, but it was the most adorable little trip and that's our jam, you know, just going to the little nowhere places. Like I always say, we haven't traveled to Greece like we wanted to yet, but we have experienced some of the cutest little towns in America and I actually really love that. Yeah. Because not everybody does that. Well, no, I mean, there's a lot of history there and yeah. it's right on the bay. and It was just so sweet. It was like Lyric was never happier. Malin was, that was the first time we'd ever gone to dinner with Malin. That there wasn't a complete meltdown. Mm-hmm. yikes but that was very very memorable and you know I got my period on the beach and you had to help me with that so you saw a whole different side of your wife like uh-huh. <laughs> we do memories differently you're in the W household um okay um what was your low um I think that was probably you know starting the year and when pink passed because it was yeah you know coming off a pretty rocky, you know, end of the year for 2022, you know, and then Malin's birthday and then kind of, you know, not too far after that. So it was, uh, yeah, I think that was my low too. Um, because everything else I like, could kind of explain away. God damn, I was not trying to like cry through this whole thing, but here we go. Um, I think that's another thing I'm feeling through now more than I did then. Um, because I had to kind of just block it away because I didn't know how to feel it. But I think, yeah, she was my b- girl for 15 years, you know. <laughs> And everything else that I lost, I could say, like, okay, there was, like, a reason for that. Like, God and the universe were, like, clearing out the, the cobwebs of my life so that I could make way for something new. Um, but not her. And 
telling lyric <sighs> that was the low um but i do believe what people say that like she was old you know and she hung on until she knew that i was gonna be okay and she saw mal and was like fuck this i'm out i'm gonna go across the rainbow bridge and go to heaven and you know yeah that sucked that was a low um the high i have i have two and one of them's a little bit snarkier than the other okay um i'll go with the less higher of the you know like the less high high of the highs um it was when i was at boot camp and i went to the conference and i was petrified because that was the very first time I had been in these rooms with these people and I hadn't been like the it girl. I hadn't been the one that everyone wanted to talk to and get pictures with. And it wasn't about the pictures, but it was about the confidence of walking in there. And I had never been so naked in front of these people because I was like, who am I? You know, I first walked into that room and it wasn't Riley Couture of the Kane show or of Power Morning Show in Atlanta. It was one of them actually said Raquel Segarra on it. And I was like, what the fuck? Uh, like holy identity crisis like I'm not Riley Couture after 20 years now because of one job wow and I was very proud of myself because after that first moment of <gasps> and seeing the ghosts that I had there was one moment where I was like okay because I've always been the good girl right I've always been the one, the yes girl. I've always been the one that would do anything, say anything, would die for my job in radio. And I played it very safe up until the end. And I promised myself when I went in there that I was not going to fucking waver if I felt like I had a moment to stand up for myself. And I'm not talking about going there and busting out doors and screaming at people that I wanted to. But I did it in a different way. Because there was this one moment where you, they were doing something that was like a, it's a stick where you talk about all the things that you've done in the air and then everybody gives their stick and then like somebody wins at the end. I never stand up for these things. Like I never go up and do it because I was always somebody else's and, right? But I thought to myself, it's like, okay, well, first of all, I wasn't Raquel Segura at that time. I was Raquel Weeder, by the way. But I was like, I'm still Riley motherfucking couture. And I'm going to stand up and show this because one of my ghosts in the closet was on that panel. And I did not do this moment for that person. But I was going to conquer a fear that I didn't realize I had of this person. Because at the back of my head, I always knew what they were capable of or would stop at nothing to do. And there was nothing they could do about this moment. And it was a little petty because I knew what he would be feeling inside at that moment, but I didn't fucking care. So I went up there and I gave my little spiel because I thought about it like, wait a minute, this was something that I had created. It was an air piece that I did. Uh, Why am I hiding? For what? Should I pay money to be here too? Just like everybody else. And I had just as much responsibility to share that is anyone else there and i was shaking so fucking bad and i remember thinking like this person you didn't even know that person's name a couple years ago and if you saw this person on the street you know aside from all the history there would you care no not a one fucking bit at all and i stood in front of all of the people that i respected all the people that I knew might look at me and go, oh, but I didn't fucking care. And I got off that stage and there was a girl that I had never met. I don't even think I got her name. I don't think she got said hello to me, but she just gave me a fist bump on the way out. She was like, fuck yeah, girl. I have been in front of audiences of 20, 30,000 people. And I was never more scared than this, but I did it for me. It wasn't about having the last word. 
It was about regaining some of the dignity that I lost on the way out, begging for what should have already fucking been mine. Remember what I said about leaving some of that shit in 2023? I'm not going to say that I'll never talk about it again, because that would be bullshit. But I want to leave the pain of it behind. Most painful thing I've ever done, physically, giving birth to two kids, right? You got to go through that fucking pain to get the prize at the end. That's the way I think about it with that. So there's that. Why are you looking at me like that? You you were sort of breathing differently. What? Because I haven't really talked about it like that before. Well, yeah, but no, I was. I remember you you telling me about that when you called, and that's a that's a really big moment. I mean, I, I it's facing a lot of shit all at once and conquering it. You know, I I think that. I think that's more than a high. I think that's, you know, it's regaining confidence and all those things. Because you've always been those things. It was just kind of like a proving it to yourself moment. For sure. Everyone tells me that. They're like, don't you see? Don't you see who you are, what you are? And I don't think I didn't. I, I like, because as confident as I am, I, I, I'm a self-deprecating human sometimes. And I think that I'm humble. I always want to stay that way. But in the same sense, fucking chest out, shoulders back. You know? Like, I deserve that. Because I've put in the fucking work. That is the energy I'm going into 2024 with. But it didn't start because of a new year. It doesn't start in like an hour that this podcast will be, you know, at midnight. It doesn't start there. It didn't start there. Like, it's just, this is what we're talking about. Because everybody's talking about these things. And the air of closure and whatever. It's not closure. Because it's not, a, it's, the, it's not the destination. It's the journey. This was a, this is a fucking wave. This was a fucking monsoon that I did not see coming in the journey. But then again, if somebody had asked me eight years ago, almost that I would have been part of the Kane show? Not what it was later. What it was then? <laughs> if somebody would have told me that because I came here and pursued that dream that I would have met the man of my dreams and fell in love and got married in a fucking whirlwind and then we'd have our, our little maniac of a terror in there, like, no, never. So that was one of the highs. The other high was Pink, the concert. Because, oh God, it had been such a long time since I had felt that way. And y'all know without, you know, anybody who's listened to this podcast for five seconds knows that that's my girl. I don't ever want to meet her because if she's an asshole, it will break me in half. I mean, I was 10 feet away from her at the iHeartRadio Music Festival. I did not go anywhere near her. Nope. Nope. She's having a period day. No. No, 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 no. She's perfect. That's it. I didn't tell you this. I don't know maybe if I did. I, don't, I tell you everything, so I don't know if I told you it like this. You love it when I do that to you on the podcast, right? <laughs> it's your favorite. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't realize that concerts with Pink have always had a cloud over them. The ones that I've attended or the ones that I didn't. Because the first year that I could afford to go to Pink or that like, you know, I was in radio and I had a piece of shit boyfriend that was broke and I wanted to go to Nashville and drive and see it. And of course he was an asshole. And if he didn't get to go, I didn't get to go. <laughs> You're like, who is that girl? <laughs> who takes orders from anyone? Uh, that ain't me. Okay, breathe, Marshall. <laughs> breathe. It was 15 years ago, uh, even more than that. Um, but then when I actually... That was the Funhouse tour. Then the Funhouse tour came back around and I was ugh, engaged to that one. And we went to that concert and I was so happy to be there, but there was a cloud because I had also had half a tooth that had just been replaced. So from that person. So it was, uh, it was my first time ever seeing her live, but it was like, ugh. There was this cloud over that. I was also very drunk. Um, and then the next time that I got to see her at the iHeartRadio Music Festival, um, somebody that I really did not like was sitting next to me. And she was just such a fucking sourpuss through that whole thing. And I was just, I was loving it. And I was in a great mood. I was in the iHeartRadio Music Festival. And she just scowl. 
the entire I'm like, what the fuck flow up your ass go home go back to the room then like get here so going with you was the first time I really got to just fucking let go and you know how much I love a thing person music if it's fucking pouring on my weave and I just didn't care granted my husband was a prince and had all the provisions and the raincoats and all the things we had real clouds (laughs) yeah um but that song I am here when it started raining and the skies opened up and she was just dancing and I'm just dancing and I just was screaming my heart out I felt again in that moment like what the lyric says like I'm here like you know I can feel the devil but the devil is near like she just doesn't yeah I've seen it all like I don't fucking care I don't care like I don't care and it 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 reminded me of when I was that 26 year old girl that people are like you're going where you're fucking doing what you're leaving Florida for Michigan in February yeah and then when I got fired from said job, wait, you're going to go back to, you're going to Memphis again. What you're doing? The, yeah, I am. And it was always like that. So those are our high lows for 2023. I had not expected this to be a whole 20 minutes of me fucking crying all over this mic, but I definitely did want you to hear those parts of the hope that I have now. Hopefully you too, babe. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's, I think it's hope, but I think it's a lot of other things too. Like what? I mean, I think a lot of things are kind of they're opening m- manifested and kind of how they're isn't that weird? They're forming. Yeah, you know. I do know that like whatever is for me is going to be for me, or it's not. Like period. Like I think that God and the universe had your moment where it's like okay. There should have been times where you should have realized your worth and not gone for that. Like I, that little teddy bear moment. You know, I talk about this meme all the time where it's like God kneeling down. He's got this big ass teddy bear behind him. And the little girl has this little tiny one. And he's like, give it to me. And she's like, but God, I love it. And he's like, just give me the fucking teddy bear. Like, I think that God's got that big old teddy bear right there for me in the next five minutes. Can we do it with a little bit less tears next time, though? mother universe and god please um but we're here and i'm excited about 2024 happy new year baby happy new year boo all right you guys so here is a drum roll please not really um my favorite podcast of the year uh we got this right here it is you guys enjoy Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Ooh, well, hello, beloveds. Damn, it's been a minute since I said that. Oh, deep breath. And let me see if I still remember how to do this thing. Um, hey, beloveds, I've missed you so much. Um, if you're new here to this podcast, Really Riley is the place that I created about six years ago to connect more with you guys, um, to talk about all things real, all things raw, all things funny, to make you laugh, to make you cry, and to make you go, oh my God, did that girl just say that? And it grew and grew, and I never knew how much it would mean to me, and I'm sitting here today with you guys, just really grateful that you're even listening to this. Um, I'm going to promise you a couple of things here in this podcast that I'm going to do my best not to cry, but I promise nothing because I always like to be very authentic with you guys and that's not going to be any different tonight. Um, So for those of you guys that are new, I always like to talk about the things that are going on in my life, whether that be momhood or whether it be talking about the crazy things that my husband Marshall and I you know do and the shenanigans that we have or my fitness journey or fashion or reviews or just all things that connect me to you and I really like to touch upon the things that hit at your heartstrings um 
So for those of you that aren't new to this here podcast, you probably know by now that I am not on the radio anymore for now because we don't manifest bad things and we don't say absolutes or anything like that. Um, yeah, after 18 years, um, I was let go um, from my latest show that I was on for six years and um, well, how do we go here? Um, when I decided that I was going to do this podcast and bring it back, I was devastated at the end of what was my entire life. Now, when I say that, I don't mean with regard to my family and my husband and my kids and my friends. It's, it was my everything before I had anything radio. It was my first love. It was what got me through so, so, so many peaks and valleys in life. And it pretty much gave me everything that I have today. I would be nothing of the woman that I am now, if not for cracking that mic 18 years ago. So it really was one of the biggest blows I've ever experienced in my life. But I wanted to come back and speak to you guys from a lens of triumph. I wanted to speak to you guys from a space of overcoming. I wanted to speak to you guys from a place of, I fucking got this. Because that's how I've always talked to you guys. And I don't want it to be any different. I definitely want to share with you guys like my perspective on things because I have always been that way. And, you know, I just had this thought that I've always kind of leaned on you that listen, whether it be through this podcast or on the air, to make life real. So it's been four months since I got let go. And that is the longest in my adult life, because I started when I was like early 20s, that I have not been behind a microphone. And I'm nervous right now, you know, because I'm just like, can I still do this thing? Can I still connect with you guys the way that I always did. And to be honest, when I first had the idea for these podcasts, the first series of it, because we're going to call this like season two of Really Riley, I was angry as hell. And I wanted to come at it from a different angle of this, this, what do you want to call it? Like a tell hall, like sitting on the Real Housewives couch and just with my notes and my receipts, you know, I couldn't do it. And it's not to say that I'm not going to tell you guys some of my journey since then and how I feel and, you know, being very open and honest about it. But for this one, for this part, I wanted to give you guys more hope than I ever have before because that's what you guys have given me in these last four months. Um, I titled this podcast... We got this, right? <laughs> because if I'm really real with you guys, hence the really Riley, like this is the first time since I coined that phrase like seven years ago that I didn't know that I believed it. And that doesn't come from my mouth ever. Those of you guys that have listened to me for five minutes or followed me on social or heard me on the radio, I don't talk that way because I believe thoughts become things and what you think about you bring about, but I wasn't sure. I was shooketh, as they say. And here we go with the damn tears. Um, losing my radio job shook my identity to its core because I thought, like, who, who am I without that? Yes, I'm a wife and I'm a mother and I'm a friend and those are all amazing things. And I don't disrespect that and say that that's nothing because it is, at the end of the day, everything now that I've come to discover, but I was very, very lost. Um, when I think about it, it's almost very scary to me to think about the places my mind went of like, I'm nothing now. Everything that I had meant nothing. All the hard work that I gave meant nothing. Like what, where do I go now? What do I do now? But now I really do know that when you have been given a gift of connection and you've been given um, 
a dream, a goal of being an inspiration to people. No one and nothing, no mic, no set of headphones, no stage, no call letters, no show name, no stage name, no nothing can take that from you. And I really had to have some coming to Jesus moments with myself. And, you know, it might have seemed like I took a while to come back to you guys. And I did, you know, not a quarter of a year, a third of a year. I don't do math, but I definitely wanted to know what my purpose was for this. You know, a lot of you guys have heard me say that a one-time mentor of mine changed my life forever. And my biggest goal was to change my someone else's life the way that um, he changed mine. And that's still the goal. So I wanted to give you the backstory on the whole we got this. If none of you guys have heard it, um, I don't really know how many of you guys have heard me tell it like in detail because it just kind of came about. Seven years ago when I was a single mom, um, I was pregnant with my son and I was really, really scared, just freaked out and didn't know what I was going to do. I knew that I wanted my baby. I knew that I was so excited about being a mom, but I was just like, oh God, I don't know how to flip I'm going to do this. And when he was born, all of that fear got worse because I wanted to be such a great mom, but you know, I just didn't have any help and I was just alone and failing in my eyes. And I know as a mom, you just do your best, but mom guilt is like the harshest thing you can go through in certain situations when it comes to self guilt. But I remember thinking one time when I got into like an accident in my brand new car that I had sold my engagement ring for, my old engagement ring. That's a podcast or two ago if you want to listen to that. Um, But I'd scraped the side of a pole. It was raining that day and I was so devastated because like this is the last thing that I bought for myself before I had a baby. And I was just like, oh my God, I don't have any money to fix this. I don't have a friend that can fix this. So I remember looking up a way to like get the scrapes out of the side of the car because I was like, well, maybe it's just surface. Maybe I can buff it out. And I remember like, okay, but how am I going to go out there for like two hours with a baby, a newborn, and buff this out? I think he was like three or four months at that point. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to order the buffer. I'm going to get it out. And I took Lyric, my seven-year-old, and I put him in the car seat in the back and gave him some munchies, gave him a toy, put on some music for him. And I sat there on the side of the road in front of my rental and buffed it out. And I remember just thinking as the scrapes came out, as the black marks came out of that white car, I remember thinking, we got this. 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 And every blemish came out. I kept saying it and saying it and saying it. And now it's become my mantra. Still to this day in life, as I watch every fear, every blemish, every black mark on my goals come out, I say, we fucking got this. So I wanted to make this podcast a we got this moment one where I talked about your guys' moments and thank you so much to you guys that have texted in and emailed. Um, The email is really rileypodcast.com. I would love to connect with more with you guys about anything you want to talk about. The DMs are always open, just like before. But I asked you guys on Instagram, at Riley Couture, by the way, I said, you know, like, what was your we got this moment? Was it something that I inspired you with? Was it something that you thought, oh, my God, you know, I'm never going to get up on my feet again? When you just thought everything could be lost, but you said to yourself, we got this. And damn, did y'all deliver. Hold on, let me get a sip. I'm going to try my very, very best not to cry throughout this, but again. I doubt it's going to happen. So the first one is, hi, Riley. My we got this moment was when I realized I could do this alone. Damn, that's a poignant moment. Um, We had two amazing little boys, and I had an older one that had to witness me being abused mentally and physically throughout my 10-year marriage because I thought my boys needed a father, especially, especially since my boys are biracial. 
When I finally left seven and a half years ago, things started to turn around for us and we moved out of the hotel we'd been in for almost a year. About a year later, I went back to school and got my bachelor's two years later. Hell yeah. And now I graduate with my master's in, in May. Oh my God. I did it all while being a completely single mom, running my boys to all their practices and school functions. You inspire me daily. I started back to the gym and go before work at 4.30 to 5 a.m. Hell yeah. And I lost 80 pounds and felt so much better because of you. I would hear you talk about how much better you felt after a workout. And I slacked off a little bit, but I'm getting ready to go back. Thank you for being you and always inspiring and keeping it real. And I would love to meet you in person one day and just talk. Seriously love you, Katie. I kind of got through that one without crying, tearing up though. Phew. Uh, like, do I ever know what that feels like in that single mom done, d- single mom done. I swear I used to talk for a living. Let's see if I can still do this. Uh, those like desperate things where you just feel like you're doing everything for your kids and then you have to just pivot. And trust me, I've become a queen of the pivot, but that strength that comes after those moments is undeniable and unchangeable once you get that strength back from whatever hardship you were in you always remember that those we got this moments to me at least I know mine were were like muscle memory after I got fired um I didn't initially cry I didn't initially fall apart or as much as, you know, I did later, (laughs) I was just like, okay, you know, it's fine. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep moving. And I remember my first, we got this moment after I fell apart a little was when I did my pop-up shop for my candles that I do, um, that I'd had planned way before for like six months, you know, before I ever got let go. And I was just like, is anybody even going to come? Does anybody even care about these candles anymore? Cause I'm not on the radio. Like who am I? Like, am I this person selling candles now? Like, what is this life? And I didn't think that anybody would care anymore. And it's not like I don't appreciate you guys always reaching out to me on the air, like that I like am a fair weather person. I thought, oh yeah, you know, you, all the love you'd shown me prior to that on the air didn't mean anything because that's not true. It's just, I was very, very insecurity crept up and bit me in the ass. But while I was at that pop-up and I saw so many of your guys' faces, And so many of you just stuck with me and were there just to give me the greatest hugs I've ever had in my life. Just to tell me like, Riley, I love to see you win. Just to stand there with me and keep me company and keep me upright. Hell yeah, that was a we got this moment. It was the jumpstart to, I can do this. We got this. We got this. We got this. We got this. So the next one on this list is a person that has been inspiring me and leading me and helping me and been in my corner for most of that whole radio ride. All of it, actually. My friend Toby sent me his We Got This Moment. And this is a really fucking cool one because I, being a single mom, you know, like I have big respect for single dads as well. A single parent, parents in general, or whatever your journey is, mad respect, but He writes, single dad in Columbia, South Carolina, first radio PD gig. Kayla came back to me for the first time after her mom and I split up, and she and I sat there on the floor where a dining room table should be. Of course, I didn't have a dining room table. (laughs) She must have been, oh, just over a year, maybe closer to two. We were sitting on the floor in this town thousands of miles away from family, just her and I, daddy and daughter, pushing a ball back and forth. I pushed the ball back to her and said, well, what do we do now? She pushed it back and said, uh, she pushed it back, and I don't know if she meant to do that or not, but she pushed the ball with all her might so much that her little arms swung up in the air to keep her balance, and she laughed, and it almost looked like she was crying. or It almost looked like she was saying, I don't know. But she was laughing with her little laugh back then, and that was then that I realized there's nothing we couldn't do if we did it together. The rest is history, which is still being written. 
damn Tobias, you've always had a way with them words. Because those moments that you just surrender whatever fear is holding you back or whatever mountain you think you have to climb that seems like Everest, I feel like the minute that you just sit back with yourself and just believe that it's going to be okay if you put one foot in front of the other. Now, trust me, friends, the the really Riley that was before, the Riley Couture that was before, is not all sappy and just everything is skittles and rainbows because trust me when I say it's not been. But that doesn't mean that hope was lost, really ever. Like some of you guys that have talked to me in the DMs, you know, like I've been a little poopy pants a lot. And I was what was me a lot. But I always had to keep going back to that we got this. You know, I'm sitting in my podcast room right now and I'm sitting surrounded by all of the presents that you guys have sent me on the air and since I've been off the air and it's been like my little talismans. I come in here sometimes like a weirdo and just kind of touch them and I've got them all over my house, sprinkled everywhere, the cards and the notes that you guys have given me and they're like my little talismans just everywhere, just reminding me that I'm not giving up. I'm not going anywhere for right now. The vehicle in which you hear my voice might be a little different, but I am still the same. And there's going to be a lot of exciting things coming with this podcast. Some new things, some old things that I'm bringing back. And whatever it is, I just definitely want it to be a place of inspiration. And fun. Like, it's not going to be just super cheese factor because I can't do that. But I definitely wanted to have this one be a podcast of thanks Damn, y'all held me up. Damn, y'all pulled me out of the puddle that I couldn't pull myself out of at times. I couldn't remember my we gotness. We gotness? We got this sometimes. Um, next, we got this moment was from Camilla. She said, I had three moments in my life where I had to look fear in the eyes. Number one, when I was 23, I just finished my education and I was tired of working and wanted to try something new. My mom thought it would be a good idea for me to become an au pair in America, so I finally found a family in Alexandria, VA, and moved here from Denmark. Oh, jeez. Wow, I must say, it was such a great way to step out of my comfort zone. This is also how I found my way to listen to you on the Kane Show. Oh, gee, I love you. Number two. While being an au pair, I met my now husband, but in order for us to be together, I had to get married and had to leave my family and everything I knew to move to America. The last seven years had many ups and downs, and America is not an easy country to live in. Number three, when my husband and I decided a year ago to move to Denmark, we sold everything we owned, house, cars, furniture, and moved, hoping that he would be approved to stay in Denmark, which is literally so hard to be approved of but we couldn't know this until we were in Denmark. This step was extremely stressful because if we didn't do everything right, we, wouldn't, we would have done all this for nothing and have absolutely nothing to our names. But he got approved, and here we are, so grateful for everything and everyone that has helped us. And I know it's weird to say, but I thank myself and my way of not being afraid of fear for everything I have today. Oh my God, hell Yes. You know, my favorite artist ever, like, again, if you guys know me for five minutes, is Pink. But if you don't, she's always been my goddess and, like, you know, my biggest hero. And, you know, my favorite line from her song is, have you ever looked fear in the face and said, I don't care? I've recently started coming back to that way of thinking that I don't care what scares me. It's okay to be afraid. And I'm fucking scared. You know, like, I lost everything I'd ever known. And not only that, I lost my passion for a minute. I thought I lost you guys, which that was the worst part of it all. Because you guys are like food for my soul, you know, like connecting and being not alone, you know. That was the biggest part. And I know now that thanks to you guys being amazing, nobody can take that. But when I decided, okay, well, am I going to go get a nine to five? Am I going to do my candles full time? Maybe I'll get into something fitness. It wasn't because I didn't want to connect with you guys through my voice anymore. I was scared. And I was just like, Riley, you can't do that. 
you can't give up on you. Fuck fear. Look fear in the face and say, I don't care. I don't care what was done. I don't care what was dirty. I don't care what was wrong. I don't care was unjust. I don't care. I don't care if all of them are laughing at you. I don't care if all of them are rooting against you. I don't care. Fuck fear. Let's go. We got this. The next we got this moment was from Easy McBreezy. I love that name. Um, He said, honestly, I've had two of those moments. My first one was at 19. I joined the army when I was in basic training. Thank you for your service. And it was a week or so, and I looked up at the ceiling one night, holding, holding in tears, thinking, what the hell did I do? That fear stuck with me for another week, and it started to show. I started getting the smoke from the drill sergeant, who would call me a quitter, and to just give up. Something snapped in my head, and I made it my only goal to prove him wrong. Turns out, joining the military changed my life, who I am as a person, and made me who I am today. The other time was when my wife and I were trying to get pregnant, tried everything we saw online, looked into medical pass, and it was way too expensive. I told my wife we will keep trying no matter what, and I'm with her to the end. Wow. She ended up going back to a doctor who helped her with another issue, and she told her that we can explore her options and said trying to lose 50 pounds. My wife came home overwhelmed, and I heard her out and said, let's do this together. Good man. It was tough, but we stuck to our plan. Many times we could have cheated, but we didn't. We thought at a point it wasn't in the cards, and one night she comes in and says, hey, I'm down exactly 50 pounds. The next morning at like 5 a.m., she wakes me up sobbing with three positive tests, and nine months later, we had a son. Woo, full body goosebumps. Damn. I love the beginning of that story because it's just, I relate to it so much of the whole, like, you know, his sergeant saying, you know, just quit, just quit, just quit. Like I all the time say that about myself that I go into like cat mode and I hate cats. I'm allergic to them, but it's like you put a cat or a tiger in a cage or a cat in the corner and you are, you know, that's your, you know, metaphorically telling them like, you can't do it. You can't do it. And for me, when I get put in that corner, I don't sit there and cry. I just and scratch. No, we got this. I'm going to do this. I love that part. And I, I, I just congrats on your little son. I think that's just incredible. It's just, you know, sometimes, no matter what anyone says to you, no matter what people that have wronged you say to you, no matter what medical science says to you, no matter what the world is saying to you, you just have to say, screw it. I'm going to do this. And sometimes it won't work out. But then what that means is what's supposed to work out for you, will. And God and the universe were just getting rid of all the shit that was in your way. <laughs> I've had to feel that way a lot because the woe is me and the whys. Like, I'm a very big person about the why. I like to explain to my sons why they're getting in trouble or why I act the way they do. I like to talk to my husband that way when I'm having a panic attack <laughs> that I've had a lot of them recently, like why and what I'm feeling and where it comes from and all those things. I love to explain the why, but sometimes you don't know the why until the reason is happening to you. Sometimes you'll never figure it out. And sometimes you just got to trust. Side note, how uncanny is it that Pink came out with Trust Ball, that album? Holy cannoli. And that's another thing I'm going to tell you about right now. I'll tell you the song later. Um, every, every time I do this podcast at the end of it, I want to add a little something in it where I want to give you the song of the day. I'm going to come up with a snazzier name for it than that, but I am a very big person on, um, healing and music. And it's been a big part of this little healing journey since, you know, my whole world came crashing down in November. Um, so yeah, that's going to be something new that we're going to do. And I'm going to probably open that up to your suggestions too. So this next one, it says, girl, I hope it's not too late to answer your post about this. We got this moment. Never. You guys can always, always, always send me those. Please do. She said, I've always heard that wedding planning creates family drama, but family is my family is so small. And I thought genuine that I never thought it would be me. But now four cousins won't speak to me because I didn't invite them. Two of them to the wedding because of money and available seating. God, I know about that wedding drama. Ugh. 
And on top of the rest of the wedding planning, we've also had an unexpectedly sell our house and buy a new one. We're under contract to sell and under contract to buy. But if the one house didn't appraise, it was all going to fall apart. God, that's so stressful. Been there too. Ugh. And I've never, I've literally never felt so strapped, so stressed, and so exhausted in my life. My fiance is the only thing keeping me going. He is my we got this. And we know we can pull through anything. And God is putting us through the ringer right now because we'll come out stronger on the other side. I've been so nervous about the house, but I did think of you. And instead of hedging things with, well, if it works out, I decided to change it to, it will work out, manifesting it. I bought two small things for our new house, so I've been taking it as if we already have it. We just got the news that both homes appraised, and it's such a relief on so many levels. Not all things can be fixed, and I don't know that my family members will be speaking to me again, at least not anytime soon, but I also need that kind of I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. And there is nothing that will ruin our day because we got this. Ooh, I got to compose myself. Ugh. There's so many levels to that. Thank you for that, love. Um, Some of you guys might be new around here that um, may not know my love of manifesting and how I always talk about how I manifested my life through my vision boards. Through my very first rose quartz crystal that I have right here with me that I'm squeezing as if it's like my life depends upon it because it's what I do when I'm nervous and when I want something to mean so much. That was another one of my we got this moments that I had recently was when I did my vision board workshop and it was the most incredible moment, the most incredible day. I've made some new lifelong friendships. I've further forged some friendships from you guys that listened to me. And there were also new people there that wanted to hear what I had to say. And at first I was so, so, so nervous. And so just like, again, like the pop-up, like, oh my God, are people going to just care about what I have to say when there's not a big radio station and a big company behind it? Are they going to give a shit? Am I still good at this? Does it matter? And I also just lost my job. And so should I be in front of these people talking to them about how positive and how much my life meant and how manifesting it was all the catalyst? Hell yeah, I should. You guys taught me that. Because that was the strongest point of belief and inspiring hope and manifestation that I could ever have. Because it was looking at what you were blessed with and being grateful for it and knowing that it was going to come around. And when I started planning that, I didn't know if this podcast was going to be a possibility anymore. And sure as shit, through that hope, it was. Literally, like, I was talking about this in the um, vision board workshop, which I hope I can do again because a lot of you guys have said that you wanted me to do it. But I was talking about how in my devastation and keeping that hope, I literally got my first thousand, thousand candle order for my little candle business that hasn't even been a thing for a year yet. And I was like, wow, that's the universe throwing me a bone and keeping me upright. And it was like a thousand. Can I do that? I mean, granted, they were like, you know, little favor tins, but still it was the biggest order I'd ever had. I didn't know if I could do that. But every night. Every night that I woke up in a cold sweat because I couldn't sleep, every night that I was anxious, I would go down there and just put my head down and place those every single rose quartz crystal, those little chips that I have many a burns from, but I wear my scars with pride. <laughs> it just kept me going, you know, that it will work out, like she said. And the other thing that hits me here is when she said that, like, her fiancé is the only thing keeping her going. He's my we got this. Wow. So has my husband Marshall been my we got this because even though that phrase didn't start with him, it became our thing. It was the hashtag for my wedding. It's what he's always looked at me in the eyes and said when I was breaking or not believing in myself. And I haven't been the greatest wife lately, you know, and he's just been my rock. He has been 
the one when I waver that he stands behind me and holds me up. And I love him to death for that. And I want to have him on later in this podcast and, you know, so he can talk about his side of it, you know, because a lot of times when your spouse goes through something, it messes with you too, you know, but he's just one of the greatest humans in the world. He's a good egg and I'll keep him. Woo, let's get it together for the next one. Ah, this one came from one of my favorite people in the world. Her name is Deb. She said, not sure if the we got this moment you were talking about would be this or not, but here's mine. In 2018, when I told my dad and siblings that I had found a lump, I was undergoing testing for breast cancer. My dad said, we will get through this. One of my friends said, we got this. When it came time for test results, two of my brothers and their wives, along with my dad and stepmom, all came to the appointment with me. And the brothers and my dad came into the apartment or the appointment with me and said, the doctor had never seen this support. I needed it when I I was told I had cancer. From that point, my family member attended every appointment with me, taking notes on what was said. My friends rallied for support as well. And I had We Got This t-shirts put together and worked with a local sporting goods store to do it as a fundraiser. Half of the money from each t-shirt sold and went to two local breast cancer charities. And I'm trying to find my exact numbers, but I think I sold almost 100 shirts. As I continue through the years of follow-up tests and appointments, the support and the true meaning of We Got This is still there. Later on, Deb told me that um, when she first met me at an event, I think it was two years ago now, it was a Christmas event through the radio station that she instantly felt drawn to me because of that. We got this. And that meant so damn much. I started recently to coin a phrase, we got this army, because you guys have been my army. If y'all ever seen that movie 300, go watch it if you haven't. It's like, um, I know it's probably like a dumb moment to so many people, but it's all about just, you know, this army of 300 that's trying to defeat legions of really strong people that are just dirty and cheat them and will do anything to win and do anything to get ahead, no matter who they hurt, no matter who they kill, no matter whose lives they take, no matter what spirits they burn, it didn't matter. But that army of 300 fought. And to them, it didn't matter if they died in the fight, but damn it, they were going to try. And you guys have been that for me. And I am forever grateful. Forever and ever and ever to the ends of the earth and back again. I love you guys so much for that. And some of you guys know that I, in manifestation and, you know, practices of positivity and all that. Whenever I say thank you, I always say thank you three times because that just seals it. And there's more theology to that, but that's a whole nother podcast. Um, But I want to end this one with thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all are the shit. (laughs) And this is only the beginning. The best is yet to come. Um, so before I lose it, cause I will, as soon as I'm done, as soon as I hit end on the record button over there, um, I'll be back on Friday. Um, I've got something really special to announce to you guys, a little something I'm putting out there and this is another venture of mine. It's new and I'm really freaking stoked about it and hopefully you will be too. It tells a little bit more of the story of the journey that I've had in the last year and, um, It goes a little bit further into what I wasn't sure I really wanted to talk about. Um, but I think I'm ready. And I hopefully, hopefully you guys will love this. Hopefully it'll be still done in the vein of positivity, but a little bit more snark than today. <laughs> so that's happening on Friday. Um, so just going forth, forward so you know what you guys will expect um, with this podcast. I'm going to do three a week to start, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, Ask Riley's coming back. 
So please do me a favor and send me those. Um, the Fave Five is also coming back. Um, I'm going to have a lot of cool new things. I'm going to see what works. And I want you guys to please, 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 please continue to send me those texts to the text line. And also uh, the emails at reallyradleypodcast at gmail.com. And always the DMs are open at Riley Couture, R-I-L-E-Y-C-O-U-T-U-R-E. That's Instagram and Facebook. Um, Snapchat is at Radio Recon. And TikTok is Riley Couture 7. Damn, it's good to be back, y'all. I have missed you. I love you to death. Um, thanks for listening. And I'll see you on Friday. It's really Riley. <laughs>